0: Minute,
1: keep your what is up? What is up? What is going on, good people? Today, how y'all doing, man? It's Saturday. Couch Potato Podcast. We're on episode seven. It's your boy Daedrin, out of out of Houston, Texas. How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's doing good. Uh, a lot to get into, obviously. Pro football, college football, NBA, a few things to get into. Uh, first, we're going to start it off by just saying, look, this past week was Veterans Day. Wednesday was Veterans Day. Man, think of veteran. No matter if it's the Army, Navy, hurrah, go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> the Marines, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and this new one called Space Force. Um, don't know if you should thank them just yet, but if you see one that's part of the space force, just give them a shout and just say thank you for your service. Um, my wife is in the army, I was in the navy, and you know, of course, we got family that was in all different branches of the service. Um, I, I have a couple of, I have one cousin that's in the air force right now. You know, so shout out to the, all the military people who have sacrificed their life who've given up, you know, being with their families to serve this country, even though when this country don't love them back. Just got to put it out there like that. It is what it is. So we're going to jump dive right into this. Week 9 of the NFL games, the Texans and the Jaguars. Um, A lot of the Texans fans on Facebook were saying, you know, it was an ugly win, but, you know, we got it done. I was like, every game for the Texans is going to be an ugly game, no matter if they win or lose. It's going to be ugly because every time they lose, you just give them the Dolphins a, a higher draft pick. But they won 27-25 against the Jaguars. I mean, it's the Jaguars. I mean, who on that team is worth mentioning outside of Miles Jack? Don't worry, I'll wait. Exactly. Gonna miss you. Um... I don't even know how to say his last name, but nah. Moving on. Steelers and the Cowboys. Steelers won 24-19. The game was closer than it should have been, but, you know, the Steelers are 8-0 now. And the Cowboys are, you know, they don't have a quarterback. And it's tough to win games, especially when your defense lets you down also. But – the quarterbacks that they've had since Dak went down. You know, you can't keep putting the defense in positions where they give up points so easily. But it happens, Settlers are still undefeated. Um, it's always an intrigue when teams are undefeated and teams that haven't won a game because you want to see that like, oh, is this the week that they're gonna win or is this the week that they're gonna lose? <clears throat> you never know. Excuse me. So, just gotta wait and see what happens. But still is undefeated, and they're moving on to the to their next opponent. Next game, the Ravens and the Colts. This game was uh, interesting to say the least. Um, the Ravens put it together on defense and was able to win 24-10. One of the games of the weeks I thought was a pretty good game was the Seahawks and the Bills. Russell Wilson didn't have his best game, but they still only lost by 10, and that says a whole lot. I think he threw maybe two interceptions. Maybe he had two touchdowns, but the Bills, they came to play. Granted, the Seahawks had to drive all the way to the East Coast from the West Coast, but, you know, they I mean, it's it's one of those games where <clears throat> it's a pick'em. Cause you never know what you're gonna expect. That's why. Like the movie, it's called Any Given Sunday. Because Any Given Sunday, you can get beat. It could be a low-scoring game. It can be anything that you probably haven't seen from the previous week. In the, the next game, uh, the Bears and the Titans. The Bears are starting to look more and more like a team that should be like 3-5 and five or 2-6. and six. Just my opinion. Titans won 24-17. Derrick Henry didn't have a great game, but he, it was enough to propel them for the win. Let's talk about this game of the week that we thought we were going to get a better game than what we got. And the Monday night football game was better than the Sunday night game. The Saints and the Buccaneers. Saints won 38-3. to um, Don't know who showed up to the game for the Buccaneers, but they almost got skunked. Well, technically they did get skunked, but they almost got shut out. I'm pretty sure they're going to go back to the drawing board, figure this out. He was even it was Antonio Brown's first game back within the last couple of years. No, I'll say yeah, within last year cuz he did play for the Patriots that one game. <clears throat> so, then don't know what happened, but the Saints came to play because they kept hearing oh, the the Buccaneers are going to be better than what they were because it was just the first game of the week. Well, you're a few weeks in, and you've been beating everybody else except the Saints. So, no surprise there. Um, In the Monday Night Football game, I wasn't going to watch it at first because I was like, man, Cam Newton is struggling. The Jets are 0 for, but they're going to get the number one pick. And... Honestly, didn't know who was going. Didn't didn't know who would watch it, but it turned out to be a very interesting game. The Jets were up by 10 and blew the game. I mean, no one ever thought that it would be Cam Newton and Joe Flacco as your starting quarterbacks for this game. You know, maybe Sam Darnold might have propelled them for the win. Who knows? But the Patriots won 30 to 27 on the last second field goal, and it was, like I said, the game was more interesting than, than it thought it would have been, than I thought it would have been. Because, again, there's that intrigue, man. The Jets haven't won a game. Could this be the week that they win? Who knows? I guess we got to wait and see. So let's talk about mid-season MVPs. It's probably a toss-up between Russell Wilson. I'm going to throw Kyler Murray in there. There were talks about Tom Brady, but I don't know. Derrick Henry is a good pick. And Pat Mahomes. Those are my top four midseason MVPs, but we don't know what we're going to get. We don't know what to expect. But, you know, that's why they play the games. But I'm expecting everybody, the, the top teams in each conference, to separate themselves with the remaining schedules that's left. It's, it's going to be a, a dogfight. Let's hope the coronavirus keeps everybody from um, not being able to play because I want to see the season finished. I mean, we've gotten this far. They've done all the protocols and things like that to get them this far. So that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting the Buccaneers to still make the wild card because they're probably not going to win the division, or that they could expect the Chiefs to do what they're going to do. I do not expect the Steelers to go undefeated. <clears throat> I do expect them to lose somewhere down the line. Who knows? It might be against Cincinnati or it might be against the Ravens again uh, or, it might, or it might be against the Ravens uh, Thanksgiving night. Who knows? we got to just wait and see. So, let's switch topics real quick and talk about why the justice system means justice. That means that the justice system only works up against African Americans or Mexican Americans, anybody that's not white. I'm just saying it like that. Just cut straight to the point. <clears throat> Here you got Say for instance, like Dylan Roof, who goes and shoot nine people in the church, kill nine people in the church, and he's escorted out with with the utmost respect. But then you got Michael Brown or Tamir Rice. There was no trying to compromise. They was just like, well, I'm gonna just shoot him. And the police officers still got their jobs. George Zimmerman still walking around winning the lottery and things like that, even with the police telling him not to do not not to pursue somebody who's walking in the street by themselves minding their business. justice system only works for for the people that its supposed that it was intended for it was pretty much to keep us from 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 soaring from flying to being who we who we were created to be Uh Brothman, Jean, his murderer. She should have not. She should have not gotten only ten years. And
0: th-
1: that whole situation kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Not in the sense that I have a problem with forgiving people. What I have a problem with is that the bailiff was playing with old girl's hair, and after Brothman, Jean's brother, you know, wanted to forgive and give Amber Geiger a hug. The bailiff and the judge want to do the same thing. Why? He's doing that because he, he knows in his heart of hearts that he had to do that. The judge is supposed to judge fairly, not, oh, I'm going to cry. You know, get all emotional about it. It was an emotional situation, yes. However, you're a judge and you're a bailiff. You are there to do a job. Your job does not consist of, of you getting emotionally involved in the case. You're supposed to judge fairly. So it, it's it's crazy. Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers are still walking safely, or they're on administrative leave, and things like that. Um, like it, it, that, that just bothers me. Like. The, the justice system should work for the police officers, too. You don't get administrative leave. You get to go sit in jail with everybody else that you've locked away and put away and things like that. Same thing with George Floyd, murderers. They should all be in jail. All be sitting in jail, writing because of what happened. I'm sorry to say it like that. Fair is fair. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You murder somebody, you go to jail. Not... You murder somebody, oh, let me put you on administrative leave or let me set a bail for two million dollars. When so, all you need to do is pay 10% of that, and I'm pretty sure someone paid that to get him out of jail. But, and for me, I just wish more police officers who say they're good cops will step up when these bad cops are out of, out of line. Don't, don't be those three cops that were sitting there watching watching George Floyd lose his life and didn't do anything, just stood there, don't care how how long you've been on the force. You knew it was wrong, and you did nothing about it. Sorry. It is what it is. Moving on. College football. UT went against Virginia Tech, and I still think Tom Herman should lose his job. I'm staying with that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But the Longhorns won 17-13. It was an ugly game, but, hey, they pulled it off. Um, the also of the game, uh, the Wolverines of Michigan lost to the Indiana Hoosiers. I didn't know they had a good football team over there. And let me just say this, too, also. Since I've been talking about Tom Herman losing his job, I believe it's time for Jim Harbaugh to go too. I don't even know how they're ranked 23. But it's, they're one of the Power Five conferences, so their strength of schedule is within their conference. But, now Jim Harbert got to go, too. It's time for a change of scenery. It's time for something anew. And the Pac-12 is back finally. Can somebody from the Pac-12 make the college football playoff? Mm, probably not. Oregon might probably might lose, even though they're the closest one that's close to the top to the top ten, They'd have to live, they would have to win it out. But I doubt that they'll win or uh, get to the college football playoff. And there's no other team that could probably make some noise. Maybe USC can possibly run the table and get in, but I doubt it. It'll be the SEC, ACC. It'll be the two teams from the SEC or maybe two teams from the ACC which would either be Notre Dame and Clemson. Those are only two teams that's worth taking a look at. Or a team from the Big Ten. So that's that. Um, Number eight, Gators beat the number five, Georgia Bulldogs, 44-28. Kyle Trask is looking like Joe Burrow from last year not trying to compare them to because Joe Burrow was on a whole nother level. But um, they Kyle Trask is looking good out there for the Gators. Um, number nine, BYU Cougars played Friday night, last Friday, and beat Boise State 51-17. BYU may have a shot to get in the college football playoff if they stay undefeated. That's a big if. And the game of the week last week was Clemson losing to Notre Dame, 40-47 to 47 in double overtime. Notre Dame won on the basis of Trevor Lawrence not playing. And no knock on DJ Oogalalea. Uga Agalile, I think I said it wrong the first time. I got it right. Um, he's a freshman. You know, he made some mistakes here and there, but we're not going to just sit up and act like Notre Dame is, oh, they're a good team. Yeah, they had Trevor Lawrence. So it would be a different story. So, speaking of BYU, wondering who has a better chance to get in, BYU or Cincinnati? <clears throat> into the college football playoff. It's kind of kind of tough to decide on who will will get in. Cuz again, it's going to be un- unless Notre Dame loses within the next couple of weeks and then Clemson beats them in the ACC Championship game, Notre Dame is not getting in. But then you got to think about the SEC. Alabama's probably going to run the table. I don't see nobody beating them. Ohio State is probably going to get in. I don't see nobody beating them. So that's three spots right there. Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. So that fourth spot, since or BYU could get in, who knows? We, we guess we got to wait and see. It's, I mean, but you really got your your powerhouse teams that's going to gonna be in the playoff. They're going to find a way to get them in. So this Heisman race, um, this Heisman race is going to be – it's, it's going to go to basically who's ever in the playoff, and I think that's unfair. Because Jonathan Taylor got robbed two years in a row. He rushed for 2,000 yards back-to-back at Wisconsin, but because his team wasn't in the playoff, he didn't get a – a look at for the Heisman. Um, but it's – I think it's going to be Justin Fields. But, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask is who I mentioned earlier. I haven't seen any of the standouts yet. There, but definitely Kyle Trask, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. I'm leaning toward Justin Fields because he has more touchdowns than he has in completions. And that says a whole lot. Because he was a huge advocate
0: for playing. (coughs) Excuse me. He was a huge advocate for playing. And, you know, so far he's done everything that he needed to do to get his team where they are today. So now with Clemson losing, who's going to be the new number one? Probably be Alabama. And Notre Dame will move up to number two. Clemson probably fall to four. I don't, I don't think Clemson should, should fall out of the top five, only because, number one, the game, they had a freshman playing quarterback, and it went in the double overtime. So it wasn't like they got blown out or anything like that. They should definitely still be in the top four. So let's give a shout-out to President-elect Joe are Joseph, Robinette, Biden, and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. The election is over, even though it's kind of not over because they did a recount in Georgia. But it's still over because votes are still being counted. They're counted manually, and 45 is still losing. And he doesn't want to concede. Why don't you just concede, bruh? It's over. And it, it seems like for, as Americans, regardless of what side you're on, you can, you can somewhat kind of take a, a deep breath, just to relax for a few moments. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think 45 is a bad person. I don't, I mean, cause he's a business, he's a businessman and his businesses haven't gone the way they have as planned because he's $400 million in debt. And yet he became president because he said he wanted to make America great again. And America was great before you got here. America was great before you decided I'm gonna run for office, and here's my take on this and I, and I, I say this to people all the time I believe during the 2016 election or uh, leading up to it or whatever, I believe the Clintons and the, and the Trumps were just sitting together and just like, you know what I'm gonna run for president, and I'm gonna say something crazy like let's let's make America great again and watch their feed into it." And then Hillary was like, yeah, I'm going to run too. Because y'all do know 45 and the Clintons were best of friends because 45 endorsed Bill when he was running for office in 92. Man, I'm old. Anyway, so, yeah, we're not stupid. We, we, We know all that's been going on. And so... Like, like, seriously, like, he, he probably sat down with them. They probably drinking, drinking some wine or, or some champagne or something. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run for office and watch. I'm going to just say some outlandish stuff, and they're going to believe it. Like, and we have to understand this, people. All 45 did was expose what was already inside of people racism has always been in America segregation has always been in America regardless of how watered down it is today it's still there so don't don't get it confused like it it's it's still it's still in America and so all he did is expose or get people to be like oh if he's saying it, I can say it too and again, I will say this, if I have to say this every week, I will. You can't call yourself a Christian or be a part of a religion and hate people. Because if you are part of a religion or a Christian, and yes, there's a difference between religion and being a Christian. Christianity is a lifestyle. You, you, you can't be a, affiliated with something like that and hate people. Because if you hate people, guess what? You need to do away with that religion religion or that lifestyle, period. If you don't like it, take it up with somebody who cares. Me personally, I'm going to tell it like it is. All right. Again, congrats to President-elect Joe Biden and VP-elect Kamala Harris. And let me just say this also before I move on. We have a black VP, the first That's something to behold. Honestly, I got a feeling the Obamas will be back in the White House too, so I wouldn't mind seeing them back. But let's let's just think about how history is being made in America like, and I'll say this to any man, woman, boy or girl, if you have a dream to do something, do it. If you have your mindset to do something, do it. If you have your heart set on, do it. You know, I've, I've been talking about doing a podcast, me and a, and a friend of mine, we've been talking about doing a podcast together. And even though I'm doing it by myself now, I have no regrets. I probably wouldn't have done this if there wasn't no pandemic. So, and then I, and I have some other things that are also in the works that doesn't pertain to sports, but it it, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic so i mean the pandemic you know it's there are some setbacks and things like that where people are hurting but hey you know there's so much creativity that's going on and you didn't even know you had it in you because you decided you know what i'm gonna do this i'm I'm gonna write that book i'm gonna write that blog i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna start this podcast i'm gonna do that you know we all are gifted in each and every way and we're all gifted in one of us and we can all accomplish anything we put our minds to. So I just wanted to get that out. So don't, don't, don't let no one diminish your dream. If you have a dream and a vision and you can prepare yourself for it, you can do anything you set your mind to. You just gotta believe it. And if you believe it, it will happen, It will come into, it, it will come true and it will flourish. <clears throat> so, let's talk about the NBA. There's a start date, December 22nd, because they want to play on Christmas Day. So, what is there to expect? Well, let's expect some fans in some places. I know the Warriors are trying to get fans in, in, the, in the Chase Center Um, You know, and there are some other teams that want to get some fans in there. Let's get some fans. I definitely would like to go to a Rockets game. Not to root for the Rockets, obviously, but I would still want to go to a Rockets game. You know, maybe the Lake Show, the Clippers. Just, I mean, a, a good team. I know those are usually the more expensive tickets to buy when good teams come in town, but... Shoot, I wouldn't mind going, uh, going see Memphis come in town or Atlanta to watch Trey Young and John Morant. You know some 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 young guys that are up and coming. I wouldn't mind seeing Luka Doncic. So, thinking about the NBA and their schedule, you know, who are the top teams? You. Expect? <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, who are the top teams that are going to be in the East and in the West. And again, let me say this, I do not have Corona. I got children that cough on me, so it's part of being a dad. Anyway, so who are the front runners for the East and the West? The East is, is probably Miami, Boston, Toronto, Philly, if they get it together, Indiana, if they all stay healthy, that's pretty much about it in the East. But the West, oof! Obviously, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, who shown who showed some some moxie in in the bubble. The Jazz will probably be better. Dallas will be on the come up. The Grizzlies are going to come up. The Pelicans, the Blazers should be so much better. If they can stay healthy, the Blazers will be a, a team that's scary. But we all know, oh, and let's not forget about the Warriors, which, by the way, the draft is coming up. And if the Warriors get James Wiseman, that's going to put them right back in, in talks to being the top team in the West. Because James Wiseman can definitely be a rim protector, and he doesn't have to get touches like maybe a DeMarcus Cousin or Anthony Davis. He just got to be in the right place at the right time. And he can run the court. So... Early MVP, probably A.D., maybe Jimmy Buckets, the Greek freak. Those are the usual. James Harden. I don't know if Steph Curry may emerge back into Not Not saying that he really just ran off. I mean, he had a broken hand. So, Rick of the Year candidates. Ooh. Probably Anthony Edwards or Lamelo ball. Maybe Opie Toppin, who knows? I don't think James Wiseman would be, uh, I mean, he'd be in the talks for rookie of the year, but I don't think he would get it. Definitely be more of an Anthony Edwards or Lamelo ball, an Opie Toppin uh, player that's going to be on the team that's probably not going to make the playoffs or just squeeze into the playoffs. So, also, since we are talking about basketball in the NBA, Shaq came up with a death lineup that that and he says that no team can beat him. But I believe that I got a team of Avengers that I've, I've that I've assembled that can beat his team. So his team, Shaq's deaf lineup, consists of A.I. at the point, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Shaq. Sounds good on paper. Here's the problem with that lineup. Outside of LeBron, everybody's a little selfish. I mean, no, no knock, there's no knock on any of these players. They're all great players. Rest in peace to Kobe. They're all great players, but here is my lineup. Got the Splash Brothers and Curry and Clay. Trace McGrady at small forward. Kevin Durant and Elijah Warren. Hakeem the Dream, Elijah Warren. Yeah, my team is going to run the show because all these guys are unselfish, and three of them have played together. So they know how to play without the ball. And, again, like I said, and then if you really think about it, oh, no, I wasn't going to say that. Um, but, yeah, like, again, my the, the team I have is unselfish. I think the closest person that may be selfish is probably T-Mac. And he could definitely get buckets and he can definitely dish. And then Elijah won in his prime like no one was stopping him. Even Jordan, Jordan was scared of him. He even said it himself. He's glad that they can't get out the West. Because, man, if they got out the West when Jordan was winning championships, probably wouldn't have won it, a couple of them. Just throwing that out there. So also this past week, man, we lost Alex Trebek. Probably one of my favorite hosts of a game show. Outside of Bob Bark and Pat Sajak. Though obviously those are the top three because that's what I grew up on. I grew up watching The Price is Right. I grew up watching Jeopardy. I grew up watching Wheel of Fortune. So to see Alex Trebek gone, he lost his battle with pancreatic cancer um, it kind of hurt but you know I'm just glad he didn't die because of the coronavirus you know every, every time someone dies it's always oh, it because of the coronavirus no he died because he had cancer before the coronavirus happened so you can't blame it on that so in tribute uh, to Alex Trebek I thank him for making me somewhat smarter um, not to say that I was dumb but giving me the opportunity to learn about things that I didn't even know you will always be remembered for your subtle comedy on the show and it's going to be real tough to replace what you've done for, for game shows. So, Alex Trebek, gone, but not forgotten. All right, baseball. Alex Cora is rehired by the Red Sox. No surprise there. Maybe they might get another ring. Who knows? Not with that lineup. Those some of those players are getting old. And also, Justin Turner will not be fined for being on the field after the World Series win. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you what are you gonna do? It was the last game of the of the season, like the season's over with because they won it. So if someone got corona while he was out there, well, they got time to quarantine. Season's probably not going to start back till March or April anyway. I don't see I, I don't think he should get fined to begin with cuz literally the last game of the season, they won the World Series. Even even if it went to game 7, And he came out on the field, and the Dodgers won, won it in game seven. Nothing you can do. The the, the season is over with. They won. So, boxing. Bud Crawford is fighting tonight. It's probably on right now. I doubt it. Um, Against Kell Brook, I got Bud Crawford with a knockout. Don't know what round. It could go the distance, but I don't see Kell Brook winning. So the fact that I don't see Kell Brook winning, who should be Bud Crawford, Terence Crawford's next opponent? He mentioned Manny Pacquiao or Errol Spence. I would love to see him as him and Errol Spence. That ought to be a good one. So, who is the pound for pound? boxer who's the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world. You gotta give it to Bud Crawford. I don't know how Lomachenko became the best pound-for-pound. He only had a handful of fights. Bud Crawford then had over 30-plus fights. And he should have gotten, he should have been at the top to begin with. You got Errol Spitz, Teofimo Lopez is in the top five, I believe. Tyson Fury, I believe, is up there as far as pound for pound, but it varies. But I definitely believe that number one should be Bud Crawford. Just going to wait and see when he knocks out Kell Brook or goes to distance and win against Kell Brook, whose next opponent would be. He already has some ideas. Like I said, Manny Pacquiao. Errol Spence, I want to say, I believe Danny Garcia, he said. I'm not sure. But, you know, also, man, when is Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight? I'm ready to see this fight. Uh, I'm ready to see Mike Tyson knock out Roy Jones. That's going to happen. Roy Jones is going to get caught by Mike Tyson's punch, that famous uppercut and right hook. Don't stand a chance. I know Ward Jones is probably going to try to dance on them. But all Tyson is just want one, one, the one-time punch and you're out of there. So the polls have come out for men's basketball. Who's the number one team? It's Gonzaga. And eh, I I usually don't give, give in to the uh, – to the polls with college basketball, because it fluctuates. All it takes is one team to lose, and then it changes the following week. And it's college basketball. They're gonna play more games and things like that versus then college football. But, you know, the Dukes, North Carolina, Kentuckys are all in the top 25. They should be somewhat better and things like that. I think, I believe Virginia is in Up there as well. So, just gotta wait and see. So, before I get to my final thought, I gotta tell y'all the story that went behind why I chose the Cowboys over the Steelers as my new team to root for. So, obviously, last year well, not even last year, the beginning of this year this I knew 2020 was gonna be a bad year. So, Texans playing the Chiefs in the division around, and they were up 24-0. So, I'm thinking like, well, I can go back to sleep because I was on the couch watching. I started watching the game. and I, Well, I fell asleep actually, so I could watch the game and be up for it. I was like, oh, they're up 24-0. All right, shoot. Cool. I'm going to go back to sleep. That game is over. Wrong. I wake up. They're down 28-24 going into halftime. I was like, What just happened? You know what? I'm going to go back to sleep. Maybe if I wake up, Texans will be winning. No, the league kept getting larger and larger, and they lost 51-31. That's how I knew 2020 was going to be a bad year. Then they was talking about the coronavirus, which it was being (coughs) talked about last year. Talked about last, uh, the, the ending of last year and things like that in China and other places that spread, and then Kobe died. And then the Texans traded away Hop. I was like, I'm done. Not, not the fact that you blew a 24-point lead in a matter of minutes. It's the fact that you let go of your, your, your best player. And all he got was a David Johnson, who's been injury prone. And then you got a bunch of number two, number three receivers. The the Texans have no number one receiver on their roster. They're in twos, threes, and fours. Will Fuller is not a number one receiver. Brandon Cooks is not a number one receiver. Randall Cobb is not the number one receiver. Matter of fact, Will Fuller is the only number two receiver on the team. The rest of them are three and fours. Brandon Cooks is a number three receiver. He's a slot receiver. So is Randall Cobb. Kiki QT, if he's still on the roster. I don't know. I stopped following the Texas because of that. So I chose the Cowboys over the Steelers, and I'm like, obviously, we, we, we didn't know that Dak was going to get hurt and things like that, we didn't know that the Steelers were going to be 8-0. and So it, it really boiled down to the, the Cowboys having a quarterback of the future in Dak Prescott. And the Steelers not having a quarterback for the future to go along with that great defense that they have that's what it came down to, and it came down to where Cam Newton was going. I was hoping Cam Newton would sign with Pittsburgh to be Big Ben's backup. Not to say that Cam Newton didn't didn't deserve to be a starting quarterback, but, you know, Big Ben is up there in age. He's about 38, 39, and, you know, he gets, he gets hit because he's a big quarterback. You know, that would be a perfect insert for Cam Newton to go in. So I thought, hey, why not put Cam Newton there? Cam Newton would be a good fit. So, you know, it, I, and that's what it came down to. Not to say that that Dak won't sign or they won't sign him to a long term deal. That's what it came down to. That's why I picked the Cowboys. So I've made my decision. Cowboys are two and six. No big deal. They'll recover. They'll they'll get a good draft pick. I don't suggest that they take a quarterback in the first round unless unless you're planning on not signing Dak Prescott back. That's my take on that. So, final thoughts. I only have one this time. Maybe next week I might have two. So there's, there's a lot going on in the world obviously with COVID people not able to get jobs and things like that there are a lot of people that are dealing with depression depression is real and it's something that just doesn't go away um, no matter what you do to try to subsided it's still there um I learned even my time in the navy after my mother passed away in 2008 no matter how much I no matter no matter how much alcohol I drank or you know did things like that it it didn't take the pain away of me losing my mother I still had to sober up and deal with the fact that my mother is gone she's not coming back So, to anyone that's listening, man, if you know someone who's dealing with depression, the best thing you can do for them is be their support. Be their listening ear, be there to help them, be there to pray for them, whatever it is that they're going through, because you never know what someone is going through. And like I said, people can't can't get jobs. I was lucky enough, well, I'm not gonna say lucky. I was blessed to be able to get a job and i don't take it for granted i don't take anything that i'm that i'm blessed with so if you know someone that's dealing with depression call them check on them check on your people check on your church members check on your friends you call who you call friends check on your family make sure that, that, that they're doing okay because more than anything we need each other even though we got to be six feet apart and we have to social distance a phone call, text message, a, a video chat, or whatever. Like, Zoom, Zoom is the hottest thing right now. Check on your people because you don't, you don't want to get to that funeral and be like, man, I should have did more to talk to this person or to that person. Again, like I said, more than anything, we need each other. I know what depression is like. I don't ever want to experience it again. And although I may have not had the support like I thought I needed, or I should have had, I was able to get through it. So check on people who who are just going through life, trying to figure it out. Again, I don't own the rights to any of the music that I play the song you heard today was when the saints go marching in In, I was paying homage to, to my veterans. I'm going to just claim November as Veterans Month because you, you never know what our service member go through in battle, how they deal with things. You know, how, how do you tell... How do do you comfort um, an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old who's gone out to battle and they see someone who they've became friends with get shot and killed in front of them and you have to try to explain to them how to get over it. You can't do that. So thank you, veterans. You know, pay it forward. Buy them a meal. Anything to... Let them know, hey, you know, we're rooting for you, we're cheering for you. Again, the song is The Saints by Andy Mino featuring KB and Triple. Check the song out. Again, it's your boy Daydrin. This is the Cotch Potato Podcast. And it has been a pleasure to spend time with you today. Check it out. Whenever you get a chance, I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.